I feel like you want to challenge that last point by former head football coach Bob Stoops, current Hall of Famer. I've never been disappointed at Bob when he's come <laughs> on the show. I just really wanted him to say, thank God Kettlebell U is out of here and out to the West Coast. Uh, Did they take their Bowflexes with them out there to USC? I was hoping for a little bit different of a tone What's there the from thing Bob. that Chuck Norris... Um, that was the Bowflex, man. No, 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 no. He sits on it. And like when he curls, he slides up and down. Are you sure that's not the Bowflex? I'm positive it's not the Bowflex. Okay. It was like a three-piece thing. I don't know. Text line, help us out. uh, It was him, and there was some uh, famous actress that was the... I remember what commercials you're talking about. It felt like it was three easy payments of uh, $2.99. You slide up and down this little ramp. Uh, You know, you do the curls, and you want to do some... Go right into doing chest flies. You You can send cash check or money orders. And look at this. You just hold it at the shoulders and do do your ab routine. Go straight into it. Total gym. Wow. How how did we forget that one? (laughs) Real original idea there, Chuck. Hey, I think it's a genius marketing idea. What could get more done than a total gym, right? Um, no, Schmitty getting it rolling with these guys, and I feel like <laughs> I see a bunch of – who was it? Uh, Stutzman's dad was tweeting out, and uh, – Braden Willis Braden was Willis. like, I, I, I like this. So here's the thing, though. They're going to ease these guys into it. They're not going to show up and just try and kill them day one. You got to kind of see what you're working with a little bit. And my guess is the first thing they're going to be doing is getting uh, some measurables height, weight, uh, testing numbers, like 40s, bench press, that stuff. You got to have some baseline numbers to go off of. And uh, my guess is they're either doing that here the first couple of days or they're going to be ramping up and just kind of gearing up to do that before uh, the real you-know-what hits the fan. Well, and and I think that before it does, the best thing that ever could have happened to these guys on campus right now is all the former players – you know, saying what they said on social media, all the fans being like, oh, I hope they're ready. In 1999, there was no heads up to this. Those guys had no idea what they had gotten themselves into. These guys at least had about a month heads up to be like, and you can't really prepare for it, I understand, but to at least be mentally ready for what's about to happen. So those guys are lucky in that aspect. Um, It's kind of funny, and I think maybe I mentioned this before, but you know, whenever it was first announced or being hinted that Schmitty was coming back and it started going crazy and everyone's telling the stories and talking about how bad it's going to be, I was told that that has actually been a factor for guys not wanting to come or guys that were already here wanting to leave. That's, I mean, that's not surprising <laughs> to anybody. I remember people saying, like, stop, you're going to ruin it. You're going to force guys to leave and just kind of laughing at that. But I guess that actually was a little bit of a narrative going on. But So that's why Carl won't come back to play? It's because of Schmitty? Good question. You want to go ahead and break that one? Good question. I don't know. I'm still maintaining a strict policy of – uh, radio silence on that situation. <laughs> I, dude, I am so down. Which, you said that you didn't mention that when I was gone Thursday, Friday, or Monday. Mm-hmm. And some people on the text line said that that is definitely not true. Well, so I would like to point that out. I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's true. Now, I think people may have texted in and Josh may have brought it up on the text line or we, you know, he referenced it on a couple of things. 
But I told you, whenever we talked on Wednesday, if it wasn't announced by Wednesday that day, I wasn't going to talk about it anymore, and and I haven't. So all right, we'll change the subject. We'll change the subject to uh, a little bit of memory. You want to go down memory lane for about two minutes here? Okay, sure. So we drove by the Air Force Academy. Um, All right. I did not attempt to cross the gate this year after I got scolded last year. Um, Is Fisher DeBerry still coaching there? (laughs) He's not still coaching there, no. Um, But he did coach there for a long time. Do you remember anything about that 01 game? Yes. Out in Air Force? That shocks me. It was 20 years ago. Over 20 years ago. I remember quite a bit. I remember uh, Corey Heineke getting a fumble return, and it a- appeared to be the slowest, like, 50 or 60 yards ran in the history of mankind. Uh, I remember that. Uh, triple option stuff. I remember that, you know, typically like, their grass was super thick and super slow. I remember that about the field. It was kind of weird. Um, Did they have any jets fly over? I don't. Maybe you weren't out of the tunnel yet. Uh, not that would have been that would have been awesome. Yeah, I don't remember that, but I remember flying. The flight in was really cool because you go from like the planes to like directly into the mountains. Oh yeah. And whenever you're flying into Colorado, it, it gives you this really cool view of it. Not like when you're super high, you don't get the same view if you're going into yeah, Denver. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the airport side is on like the South of Colorado. So it actually takes a while to get across Colorado Springs to get to the Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that stadium is kind of pushed back over there towards the Rockies. And if you're well, sitting on one side, the entire backdrop that you see is a gorgeous view of the rock. And I, I, we just drove past it, and it's kind of off in the distance, and I'm saying, dang, it yeah. would be so cool to schedule another game out there sometime soon. I, I vividly remember the flight in because there was, there was some type of – there was like a thunderstorm like maybe just east of Colorado Springs. So we had to, we had to circle around the area for a little while. And it was like this really weird, a weird view of kind of like um, almost like a sunset type of of view because of the Rockies, right? So you've got the sun that's kind of starting to be blocked. You you could see like this really small cell of a thunderstorm that was kind of hanging right over the area, like just as it came off, off of the mountains and everything else was clear. It just gave this like really cool view that I still remember this day, and we circled around. It's like you just can't really explain what it looks like to go from direct planes as far as you can see into a mountain. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a really cool look. Yeah, it would be really cool um, if they could do like a three consecutive years or spread it out to over five or six years where you hit Annapolis, West Point, and Colorado Springs all for road trips. That yeah. would be sweet. Now, I, I, what, what Army did to you last time you played, and dude, even Air Force in 2010, that was a close game in Norman. You haven't had the easiest time with the service academies, but giving the fans an opportunity to go to those three spots would be awesome because the only one – I, I've been to the Naval Academy a couple times. It's pretty cool. I'd, I'd love to go check out West Point or a game at, at uh, Air Force. That'd be I sweet. Feel like, I feel like even our game in 2001 against them was maybe kind of close for a while, right? Yeah, I mean, it was Was it, it closer maybe than close. it should have been for a while? Yeah, and then 
the Corey Heineke, I feel like that was either at the tail end. That or, was at the tail end because yeah. uh, I know the starters, like a decent group of the starters were you, you ended up handling them, but there for a while it was kind of like, eh, what's going on here, guys? Come yeah. on. That was the Saturday before 9-11, as Sean points out. How, oh, how interesting really? is that? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Huh. Yeah. No, it was it was a cool it was a cool thing because that was the I remember Coach Stoops made it a big point to talk about like how respectful you need to be because of the guys that you're playing. It's like it's different for them. Like you know, it's it's all that we do. It's our it's first and foremost for us. For them, it's it's job number two. And and to have respect out there. So it was it was a cool experience. Uh, before we move on, if you can only pick one. Air Force, Army, Navy. God, you got to pick West Point, right? To go play? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be West Point. What's the river right there it's on? Is that the Hudson? Maybe. I think it might be the Hudson. I think it's but the – But it's literally right behind the stadium. Is I is it the river that separates New York and New Jersey? That's, that uh, goes right I, – I, that, Dude, I, I won't even – I, I, I remember know. looking at it and being really excited about it because – just kind of the layout of where it's at. It's right on the river. the The stadium is literally like yeah. It's it's the Hudson. Is Hudson. What it is. Pretty cool. Pretty cool spot. That's what I would pick. Uh, no, it does not. Well, at, maybe at one point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That it ends up separating New York and New Jersey. Gotcha. Which is what it is. So, yeah, Army's the right pick there. That would be sick. Uh, Air Cover Solutions text line six five one thirty four thirty nine. Book brought the wood against Air Force that game. Uh, book brought the wood in every game. Miss, it was forty-four to three, mm-hmm. but we did score twenty-four in the fourth quarter. Miss Bob Stoops, did you ask about the emoji? No, yes. Teddy, Teddy kind of chickened out on that. I one. did. I didn't ask him specifically about the tweet. I I referenced it, so to speak. Uh, Teddy did the like hook, line, and sinker, or like the fishing for it He's when like, he asked on. the question. Go to it, Coach. What do we got here? Be careful, Teddy. Don't need to break any more hashtag fake news on the radio. People will believe it. Hope you heard the story from Thursday with Teddy and Josh getting in some drama. No, I did not. What happened? It was, well, it was Friday. Uh, well, we didn't get in any drama. So it's the same thing. You know how uh, every now and then we will be talking about something on air and then someone will text us and say, hey, someone just posted on whatever message board that you right. guys said this, this, or this. And it's That happens totally like wrong. every day. Right. Well, someone we were, we were taking some text messages, and we took a text message that said, I've heard that Jackson Dart and, and Trigg have – canceled they liked their visit in norman and they've canceled their visit with old miss something along those lines like they're staying in norman for the weekend whatever we read it was like i've heard nothing about that but hey that'd be good news if they enjoyed the trip that much and if that, that would be a pretty good indication that they're hanging around well later on twitter i think this was saturday on twitter some guy posts, um, I've got a source that says, at Ted Lehman said that on what he, he didn't even get the right name of the show on the Blitz or something like that, that 
um, that Jackson Dart, Michael Trigg have canceled their visit to Ole Miss. And I was like, and I saw it. I don't know how I saw it, but it showed up on my timeline somehow. And I was like, I didn't say that at all. That is not what I said. You need, you know, so it's just, it's stuff like that. We've got. It's a little frustrating. We've got people that don't listen very well and, and take either. It's in Josh put it perfectly. It's like the game of telephone. You know, someone says what they heard on the show. And then by the time the third or fourth person hears it, they take it as we said this on the show and are stating that we know it. <laughs> hey, someone on my message board said Teddy was talking trash about our message board. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, you could cite that. That is, that is a direct quote. Could Teddy That's handle funny. Smitty workout today? Which, by the way, everyone, uh, including Jeff, really seemed to remember that Christy Brinkley was on those Total ah, Gym ads with, right. uh, with, our, with our Walker, Texas Ranger guy there. That's right, Christy Brinkley. There you go. But oddly, everyone really remembered that yeah. she was on those commercials. You got 50 text messages a instantly. a lot of uh, exclamation points after Christy Brinkley was mentioned. Sounds you know? like some people still have a recording of that somewhere yeah. or something. Jeff, Maybe they talking to you time right to time. there. Just saying, man. Uh, could I still do uh, a Schmitty workout? No. Th- no. You can't. That's a good thing, though. If you can't. If you could, that'd be, that wouldn't be the best news for the program. Right. Which, you know, I'll tell you right now, that's kind of a difference is because I got invited several times to go up and work out with the team previously. This is really mean. I probably shouldn't say this, but it's really mean. Do you remember who Richard Simmons is? Yeah. I feel like it would have looked like a Richard Simmons video, like, from those years ago. That's what I envision. I think it was a little bit more football-centric than that. But it, no, I couldn't do a Schmitty workout. You have to be in excellent condition to be able to even like to even be be close. Like you have to be in elite physical condition, and it's not just being in elite physical condition. You have to have excellent ability, like. In order to make a lot of the times and things that, that are asked of you, like you can't just show up and run those, man. Yeah. You have to have you have to have great speed and you have to be in 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 excellent shape. Well, there also has to be an incentive in the back of your mind. Like you have no incentive to do those workouts right, right. now. If you fall out, who cares? But you have to be in the middle frame of, oh my God, if I ever want to be a good football player, if I ever want to make it here. I can't physically do this. I'm going to have to find a way mentally to get over the hump, to find a way to get through this and stay here. Have I told you the time when I was in the NFL and I came back and worked out and uh, got kicked out of a workout? No, but that's awesome. Should I, I'll, I'll, we're up against the timeout. What a tease. <laughs> I'll tell you the story on the other side. I can't remember. I feel like I, maybe I've told this to you before or on air before, but – um, I'll, I'll retell that story on the other side. Quick timeout, more from the rush coming up. Keep hitting us on the text line, 
It is the rush on the ref. We are the homeless suitor fans. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, keep the text coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. Uh, quickly, before we get to your story, uh, a few things here. First, uh, Tate Martell. <laughs> he played at Ohio State. He played at Miami. He played at UNLV. We use the term played loosely yeah, here. Very loosely, yeah. Uh, he is retired from football to pursue business ventures, so good luck to Tate Martell. I kind of feel there. bad for him. I feel like that was a a situation that really devolved and uh, ended up being a, a waste of talent. Seemed like a really talented kid that – Never really got it going. Agree. Uh, also, I know some people are headed to the LNC right now for the OU Kansas game. KU minus three and a half. I, you want to give a final score prediction for this basketball game? Hmm? What's the spread? KU minus three and a half. 62.3% chance to win for Kansas, according to the Basketball Power Index of ESPN. KU leads the Big 12 in scoring offense. I don't have a good feeling about this one. Neither neither do I. I'm going to go 76 KU, 69 OU. Jeez, a nice seven-point loss? Yeah. Dang. Uh, I will say Kansas is going to win. Let's go with the final score of... 68. I'm not going to be immature here, okay? I'm going to go with 68, <laughs> the most mature answer of them all. Uh, OU's going to score 65, lose by three. Okay. It's going to be a close game. An OU right. cover. Yeah, there you go. An yeah, OU that's the cover. Side. Yeah. I, I think they're capable of the win, but the last couple of games have left me uh, wondering a little bit. And I, I'm curious if. There was a lot of unknown players. In, in the players individually aren't necessarily unknown, but how Porter Moser was going to play and rotate his group, I think, was a bit of an unknown. And I think as you've played these teams and everyone gets to kind of see what you've got up your sleeve and how you're going to rotate and kind of what you're going to hang your hat on, it's going to be more and more difficult for the team, I think. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out who's going to score tonight. Um, it's going to have to be like Mo Gibson having a really good night from three. we got to start – yeah, There's there's got to be – there's no doubt. They've got to rebound well, and they've got to hit the three ball to have a chance. Yeah, but then there's also – it happened against Texas. It happened against TCU. You know, if you're not hitting threes, and I understand that this team doesn't have a back-to-the-basket player that they can just throw down the block whenever they want to, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, if you're not hitting threes, then, I don't know, maybe stop shooting them so much. I've had that feeling with this team recently is like, clearly it's not going in, okay? And I'm not saying that you should stop being aggressive, but... The three ball's not falling. Like, get to the free throw line. There, there are other ways to score. You know, drive to the basket. Do, do, do something else. Right. Feel like this team at times settles for for way too many threes, especially right. when they're not hitting. No, I I agree with that. We we have we really struggle at times um, against good defensive teams getting to the rim. Uh, uh, by the way, story time. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so in the NFL. You, you're kind of left to your own for a pretty big chunk of the offseason. And especially, you, you pretty much used to have like the last week of June, I believe, and most of the month of July 
totally by yourself before you come back to training camp. And uh, I and uh, several other guys throughout the years would come back and spend some time at summer workouts with the team. Well, the first time, the first day I was back, and I can't remember what year it was, but it's like you're picking up with you're picking up in the middle of the summer whenever they are they've been at it for a month so you're get, you're catching them whenever they're in the deep grind of hitting the hardest stuff that they're going to hit all year sure so but you're not coming in just off of nothing you've been in OTAs and everything so you're you're decently in shape well the first day I was back um I was in a workout group it was an afternoon group I believe and I know it was an afternoon group because it was right before it was the last group before they had like uh, a seven on seven practice. So there was at the end of this workout, a bunch of the other guys that had worked out earlier were starting to show up, right? Some of the other guys that were showing up because the seven on seven was going to happen right after this last group finished. So uh, there we are. I've made it through Smitty workouts are typically it's three parts. You have a beginning, which is uh, like it's a, considered a warm up. It's anything the famous warm up where that everyone threw up first right. day in '99. So yep. you've got like you've got a very aggressive warm up, and then you've got some type of some type of um, like speed work or change of direction work, and that's kind of like when you're working on those things. It's still incredibly difficult, but it's not. It's not technically considered conditioning, and you also do your your abs, med ball abs. So you've got that. Then you go to the weight room, and the weight room is uh, really fast, really intense. It's it's you would think that it's like your time to relax in between the the beginning and the conditioning, but it's really not. It's incredibly difficult, and this whole thing is two hours, and you never you don't stop the whole time. So I've made it through the beginning. I'm good. I've made it through the weight room. I'm still good. So we go to the conditioning, and conditioning is typically done where you've either got a like a change of direction centered conditioning, or you've got a like a long form con, uh, type of conditioning. And this was a change of direction day. So. Coach Smith, and you go, you're doing a bunch of these different drills, and it's really fast, and there's, there was a small group, so it's super rapid fire. And Coach Smith has a drill that is his drill, and he's the one that runs it in, in winter workouts. It, like whenever you do like the county fair and you go to stations, it's Coach Smith's station is where he does this too. You have three guys, and you're lined up across, and he – you like you I think you start on your chest and you jump, you pop up and then he points to one direction and all three of you have to take off running in that direction and you run full speed and then he points his fingers back the other direction right you stop you change your direction as fast as you can and you sprint the other direction and you just go back and forth and he'll move you you know seven eight times whatever and then he'll run you out and you go through and the next three come up well I get in a group where, and this is towards the end, we've made it through a couple of revolutions of this thing, and we're like, it's, 
it's it's getting it on time where everyone's starting to really gas out and everyone's dying and people are starting to get sent back a little bit. So we get up there and I can't remember who was in my group, but we go and we're sprinting and one of the guys isn't sprinting and you start to like anticipate the change of direction, right? So you slow down and then he'll start you over. So this group, we get sent back like four or five times. We finally were good and we go through. We come back for the, it's probably one of the last times. And same thing, one of the guys keeps like stopping and like hesitating a little bit and he's not just turning and running. And he recycles this like six or seven times in a row. So you want to fight him. And I like, I'm dead. I'm completely exhausted. And we're about to lose the whole thing. And Smitty said, all right, so we come up like one time. We've already gone like five times in a row. Like, and you're, you've got nothing left. We start. He points one direction. He points the other direction. We're going. He points one direction. <laughs> he points the other side. And the whoever, one of the guys, like, stops and hesitates. And he says, take it back. And I, the direction he pointed happened to be towards the locker room. And I just kept running into the locker room and nice. left. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> I, I was, I, it was done. It was over. The, I had, I had nothing else left. So at you that really point. like he didn't kick you out. No, but it was all right. See, I thought he like kicked you out of an actual workout. No, but you just left. Must I, be nice. I well, it wasn't nice because you had to you had to like go in with your you know tail tucked between your legs and kind of explain what happened. What do you say? What what happened, big dog? I can't even remember. But where'd you go yesterday, big dog? I've I've seen uh, several guys in the NFL that came back and were told to get the blank out of here, <laughs> and you're off and. You come back and you you try and get it in the next. What was day. The, uh, the what was the story of some kicker was like talking back to him? Uh, wasn't that a thing? Yeah, <laughs> that's when you knew. Yeah, that was program. one of the times that I had come back, and I remember like looking around at everyone and being like, "What? What am I witnessing? Was what, it, was what it just Jimmy happened? Stevens? I think so. So this would have been like." 2010? Okay, yeah. So 2011, you know the famous Bob Stoops gif where he's just like looking on the sideline with this look of disgust? You yeah. know, like, <laughs> ugh, what is that? That that was at, uh, at Florida State in 2011, and Jimmy Stevens kicked a field goal and he made it. I mean, yeah. it counted as three points, but it was so bad of a field goal. It, Bob Stoops' reaction was that gif. That's like, funny. Ugh, gosh. I can't – this, so this would have been – I guess it could have it could have been the summer of 2011 as well. Uh, so he had it coming then. Yeah, I, I just re- I remember like he got kicked out and was like was like back talking. I, I remember I was, I was just like kind of looking at the guys like what who is that and why is <laughs> what is happening right now? What am I witnessing? Yeah, that was it was interesting. Well, uh, good times. I, though. I um, what, what's interesting is. You know, he's been gone for so long that there's a clear dividing line of the Jerry Schmidt era. There's the, you know, first time around, there's the second time around. Mm-hmm. So, like the first time around, there will be stories out about how it went. I'm interested to hear the differences between Sch- Schmidt's second run and the first run. Well, I think this 
depending on what, like, you know, how much they interfere, I have I have a feeling that this this run could be like pretty bad. And the reason I say that is kind of like whenever he first started here, it was horrendous. And then like after you get you go through a certain amount of time and it's like you have to have the conversation where it's like, yeah, man, we we can't do that anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like we can't we can't we've gotta we've gotta pull that back a little bit. We can't we can't be doing that. And so slowly over time some things, some layers get peeled back a little bit. I think you're getting right at least right now, right out of the gate. When they get geared up for it, I think you're getting the full on full force. I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything until I'm told to not to do something. Right. Well, I'm sure there's an incentive in his contract of the more body he gets a, an extra 50k for every body bag that's oh. had at a at a workout this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's an incentive based only contract. You know. Well, I know you're joking about that, but that there is that is part of it though that. And there will be a ramping up period because if if the guys aren't ready and able to do what he's asking of them, like you can you can hurt guys, and so I think there will be a at least some type of acclimation period of oh, yeah. ramping up before they uh, before they drop the hammer so to speak. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple more segments in studio. Hit the text line, It is the ref, the home of Suter fans, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, and I really, really hope Bob Bowlesby and the Big 12 actually believe that both OU and Texas will be a part of the two seven-team divisions beginning in 2023. I really hope that they think that OU is going to be in the Big 12 North beginning in the 2023 season, along with BYU and Cincinnati. Please let that be the case, because I got news for them. Uh, OU be long gone. By the time that season starts, um, it's interesting how that whole thing is, is being talked about playing out. Um, they talked about splitting up OU and Texas, right, in the two different divisions. Yeah, I don't know if that's like a rumored thing or a proposed or, or like where that came, like if CBS just came up with it. But in that, yes, they were in opposite divisions. It's weird. I, they they wouldn't have any ability to try and because it's a it's not a non conference game. So would this be a way for them to try and keep us from playing? No, they would do a crossover game. There's, I would think so. I mean, but. look, I, they're they're as bitter as as bitter can be. Just watch a Big Twelve commercial. I mean, right. it's ridiculous. 
but there's no way that they would take away the OU Texas game. Right. They're not that dumb. Well, I agree. I just I don't know why they would talk about putting them in different divisions. Yeah, it that's, seems, it's kind of odd. It, it that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but um I don't know. Yeah, so I'm not sure the exact date OU made it official that they were you know, they were departing the Big 12, but after this coming season, the 18-month time period where they have to pay a penalty will be up. They're not going to stay around, stick around if they're out of the penalty window, and I, 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 there's no way that happens, yeah, right? Yeah, and that's why I saw it today, and it was interesting, but I kind of laughed at it like, I, you know, you know what it really is to me? If that's a real proposed thing, it's they are prepared. It's like, okay, well, they're in the conference right now. We're saying that we think that they're going to be in it. We really don't believe that. Here's our proposed divisions, and it's as easy as taking out OU from one side, Texas in the other. Here's our new two six-team divisions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Here's what I think. Here's what I would guess it is. OU knows they're going to be gone. Texas knows they're going to be gone. The Big 12 knows they're going to be gone. But as long as OU continues to say, like, they haven't given a day that they're actually leaving, right? No. They've just said that they've notified the Big 12 that they're going to the SEC. Well, by saying that, well, we're going to have one year of 14 teams in the conference, or maybe maybe they said two years, whatever it was, my guess is they're doing that as they're selling advertising and different stuff for the conference, right? And yeah. uh, TV dates and, you know, whoever wants to pick up, like, advertising on those broadcast networks and and all of that stuff. Because if you're, you know, and you try to get way ahead of things, if you're sitting here saying, let's say you're – um, I don't know Chevrolet for lack of a you know a better idea. Your Chevrolet and, and you know you've already bought your your ad buys for your tie with the Big Twelve for the 2022 year. You know if whenever the 2023 year they start having conversations with you about that, like what do you guys want to do? And that's got to be coming up at some point. I mean I know we're just now getting into 2022, but you know people like to plan these things pretty far out and figure out their budget. Uh, if you know OU and Texas aren't going to be in the Big 12 and the Big 12 is admitting it by saying that, you know, we're here's how we're going to split it up and there's no talk of OU or Texas being in it. You're just talking about the 12 teams. Well, then those prices are going to change oh, yeah. whenever your two biggest draws are going to be gone. So that would be my guess why they're still acting like they're going to be there when everyone kind of knows that it's not going to happen. Yeah, and it was a projection by CBS, and their projection was here's how it could look in 2023. In the Big 12 North, you have Cincinnati, BYU, Iowa State, KUK State, OU, and OSU, which that's a pretty good little division. I like it. It's a really good division when you look at the other side, the Big 12 South. Mm -hmm. Uh, West Virginia, UCF. Texas Tech, Texas, TCU, Houston, and Baylor. As bad as that uh, division may be, I'd still feel pretty confident Texas wouldn't win it for about five years. Well, 
I know it doesn't have the name recognition, but like if you look at this year, that one actually looks really tough with how good Baylor was, with how good Houston was. Uh, Central Florida had a nice win over Florida in a bowl game. I think, you know, and they're just kind of starting on the ground floor there. I think they're going to end up being pretty good. Like that actually isn't all that bad. Yeah, I mean, but if you want to go off this year, it's not close. Cincinnati went to the college football playoff. BYU, I sure. think, won 10 games for the second consecutive they, year. They ended up being number 19. They were a 10 yeah. and 3 program. OSU won the Fiesta Bowl. OU had a coach one foot out the door and never lived up to its potential and never had a focus on special teams <laughs> and was very average offensively because nice. the head coach wasn't in it. Um, KU uh, beat Texas, of course, and almost beat OU because the head coach had one foot out the door. Kansas State beat uh, LSU in a bowl. I mean, it was, it was a pretty good little division. Here's what's interesting. I and we're not claiming this. I'm just, I'm just talking about it. Like if, if the proposed Big Twelve was this year's Big Twelve, the fourteen team Big Twelve, you would have one, two, three, four teams that finished in the top ten. Hey, let's it's go! Not bad. And Cincinnati would have been your highest ranked team, number four. Baylor, number five. Oklahoma State, seven. Oklahoma, ten. But then you also would have had Houston as the top 25 finish at 17. BYU as a top 25 finish at, at 19. So, God, couldn't you just see Bob Bowlesby's face handing the trophy over to Luke Fickle? Oh, I don't think he'd been able to contain himself. You unbelievable. Know? There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, I – I don't think we're going to be here in 2023. No, I, I feel like every like last year, like, dude, in November, well, this is the last time OU's going to be in Stillwater for Bedlam for a very long time, potentially. It's like no one knows the actual date, but everyone seems to be operating under the you know thought that, and I'm sure even the coaching staff is operating under the thought that this is going to be the last year in the Big 12. I'll tell you what's funny, and this has been one of the biggest changes and I know we've got a timeout here, so I'll be quick, but when Lincoln Riley was here, for some reason there was this, it's almost like a don't ask, don't tell about the SEC situation, right? Yeah. I remember, I remember like, doing a TV show, and it was almost like, can we even mention that we're going to the SEC? And there was like this weird feeling about it. But Brent Venables mentioned it as opening press conference. Yeah, as soon as that hire was made, it was like, the cat's out of the bag, and I know everyone already knows that, but there's no there's no hiding the fact that we're going to the SEC and we're talking about that's that's the you know, one of our main focuses is gearing up Make, for that transition. Makes you think the thought that he wasn't really down to go to that conference makes it seem more believable. Right. You're saying. Yep. All right, quick timeout, more from the rush coming up. We'll wrap things up next. Stay tuned.